The views and opinions expressed in this podcast are solely those of the hosts and the guests. Hello and welcome to episode 12 of Two Millennials One Podcast. I'm your host, Ethan Gable. And I'm back. I'm Abby Richmond. And today, we're going to talk about conspiracy theories. Before we get started, I'd like to encourage you all again to please subscribe to this show. We are available on almost every major podcasting tool or app. Uh, Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, CastBox, all of them. Subscribe, like us. Uh, thank you all for liking us on Apple Podcasts. And we have five stars. Let's keep that rolling. Yes. I also recently learned of someone, I can't remember who it was, but they were like, hey, so I stumbled across your podcast and I uh, I didn't go to sleep until I finished all of them. <laughs> wow, that's some dedication. Props to that person. <laughs> also, we'd like to take a moment to point out that my esteemed co-host has officially entered adulthood. Happy birthday, co-host. Oh, yeah, thanks. I forgot I did that. <laughs> Clearly, she's amped. 18 should be a good year. All right, like I said, on today's show, we're talking about conspiracy theories and this is a perfect topic currently. Recently in the news, and I'm sure you've heard this as well, YouGov did a survey that showed only 66% of young millennials, those between the ages of 18 and 24, are certain that the earth is round. Only two-thirds of our, or of your age group specifically, definitively believe that the earth is round. What? I thought it was a joke. Are you sure that's not a joke? I'm pretty sure that's legitimate. This was an honest study. This is what people always tell me when I bring this up is like, oh, everyone's just trolling. I honestly don't think that's the case. Not that your age group, the young millennials are super susceptible to things on the internet, but there's enough out there of reliable people saying that the earth is indeed flat that I think the more gullible region of your cohort believes it. Literally, if you did any science classes or research, you could know that the earth is not flat. 100%. It boggles my mind that 33% of young millennials aren't sure or straight up believe the earth is flat. But if you're impressionable, I mean, I don't know if you know Kyrie Irving, but he's a NBA basketball player for my favorite team, the Boston Celtics, but he's a flat earther. He will get on Twitter and Instagram and talk about how the earth is flat. Uh, you may remember B.O.B., the rapper. Oh, yeah. Another flat earther. Legitimately. And they believe this and they spell this out. And if you're young and impressionable and your hero Kyrie Irving's like, hey, dude, the earth is flat you're gonna be like hey dude the earth is flat but you're right with one minute of research or just like thinking about it logically it can't be possible that the earth is flat but there's a segment of our population that thinks there's a conspiracy that the earth is actually flat i just don't understand hey i don't either it would always be daytime yeah and how how do you have a flat earth that revolves around the sun i'm sure that they deny that we're in orbit around anything I, I don't know. I don't I don't want to delve into it. I don't want my mind to hurt. Um, I thought it was interesting as well in this study. They found that the largest indicator of people that believe that the earth is flat is religion. They found that the highly religious are the ones that are the most likely to believe that the earth is flat. Like believers of Christianity? It didn't specify religion specifically. Uh, what religion anyway? It just said religious. Mm. But it was tied to the idea that if you're super religious, you often also deny science. And that's where those two things overlap. All right. To each their own. Indeed. Except for that one. If you're listening to us young millennials, the earth is round. <laughs> if you doubt that, seek one of us out and we'll explain it to you. 
Along with that, I started heading down the path for the research of this show, just about conspiracies in general, and as far as how that interacts with our generation. And I found some research by a couple of political scientists, Uzinski and Parent. They tried to define what a conspiracy theory was, and they summed it up with it being a group acting in secret to alter institutions, unsurp power, hide truth, or gain utility at the expense of common good. And that was what they defined as a conspiracy theory. And then they started looking into why so much of not just the millennial generations, but people in general believe conspiracy theories, and they tied it to education. They found that 42% of people without a high school diploma rated high in conspiratorial disposition, meaning they would believe them, they thought that they uh, were prevalent, and they could list you off all these conspiracy theories that they believed in, whereas only 23% with postgraduate degrees have that same disposition towards conspiracy theories. I assume you would agree with me as a intelligent human that most most of the conspiracy theories that we're probably going to discuss today just cannot be true. Do you do you agree with that? Or are you a, of the percentage of people that, like, you hear one, you read one, and, like, you're sucked in? No. I mean, like, I'm always interested in it and to see, like, why people think that that could be a possibility or, like, where the conspiracy theory even came from. But for the most part, I don't really believe them. They all kind of sound far-fetched. And I think it does have to do with a little bit with education, at least, because you learn how to fact check things, I guess. I have the ability to discern whether or not something is crazy or not. I agree with you. If I hear a good conspiracy theory, I'm interested. I want to research it. I love things like this, but I'm also deflated once I start researching and I realize it's completely, for the most part, crap. Yeah. But it's still a fun exploration. It's fun to think about. Yes. All right, let's do some back and forth. Abby, give me a conspiracy theory. Let's riff on one. Okay, I want to start with one of the ones that I find the funniest. People believe that lizard people are controlling the world. Love it. Yeah, they're called reptilians and that they're alien reptiles slowly taking over countries' governments so that they can shift the power to these alien reptiles. Yeah, shape-shifting alien reptiles. I've looked into this one before. That David Ick guy who was a television star in Britain in the 70s and then came up with this crazy theory and now everyone thinks he's a total whack job. But he really pushes this conspiracy that Obama and George Bush and Tony Blair and Winston Churchill and all of these people underneath their human outfits are alien lizards that are slowly taking over the world. And the scary thing is there are quite a a few people that are on board with this one. They believe this. It just makes me laugh because it sounds so much like a joke. Like, there was an episode of Doctor Who like this where there were government officials that were shapeshifters, and they just kind of wore the skin of the government officials. And so every time I, I read anything about this theory, I just think about that episode. Yeah, this conspiracy theory that people believe is a reality perfectly aligns with a Doctor Who episode. If you're <laughs> if you're saying that, then you probably want to reassess your belief. And I get it. This is a crazy one that would be like funny to say that you believe in, but this is past the line for me. I put that one along with some other ones and just things that are so ridiculous that I can't even entertain with a bit of jest and fun. It's just it's too crazy for me. Do you have any crazy ones? Yeah, I do kind of have a crazy one. This one's more sad, and you know I've talked about this before. There is a contingent of people, and it's an ever-growing population, that believes that the Holocaust did not happen. They think it's a conspiracy that the government is telling us in order to feel sorry for the Jews. The only reaction I have to this is just like a giant facepalm. 
to demean that many people and to like just say that it's all a fake just hurts my soul. Right. And I appreciate you saying that as the younger end of the millennials. As I dug into this, like I knew this existed, but the more I researched, the sadder I became about humanity. Uh, people that deny the Holocaust say there was no formal Nazi policy about killing Jews. So strike one against it existing, I guess. They claim that there were no gas chambers. They claim- They're still in existence. Yeah. And that's how you debunk this immediately. They claim that humanity has over-exaggerated the number of Jews killed. They think it's completely fabricated and it's a myth. And you're exactly right how normal people debunk this immediately. There are documents from the time. There are eyewitnesses. There are people that have survived the Holocaust that are like, yep, it happened. There are photographs of emaciated people about ready to head to the gas chamber that were liberated when the allies overthrew the Nazis. Like you said, the death camps are still there. This boggles my mind. I know where it comes from. It comes from a far-right, anti-Semitic place. They don't want any sort of sympathy directed towards the Jews, but truly believing that that didn't happen and that it's a government conspiracy that created it, very sad, very disturbing. And I mean, that still happens with all of the shootings and stuff that people just say that they're actors and it's all liberals trying to push their agenda. Yeah, and we'll come back to that. Today, actually, on my way to work, I was listening to NPR and I heard about a study that played perfectly into this episode. This group does studies on Holocaust perception. It's a Jewish group and they're worried about not enough people knowing about the Holocaust. And obviously, if you don't remember your history, you're doomed to repeat it. Right. They found that 22% of millennials had not even heard about the Holocaust. What? I know, right? They also found that 41% of millennials believe that less than 2 million Jews were killed. So they asked them if they did know about the Holocaust, how many Jews were killed in it. And most millennials were giving numbers way under the agreed upon 6 million. To cap it all off, 60% of millennials did not know what Auschwitz was. 60%. Can you tell me what Auschwitz was? The big internment camp? Yeah, death camp. I'm glad you know it at least. Yeah. But 60% of our peers, 60% of the people that listen to this podcast can't tell you what Auschwitz is. That's concerning. And that feeds into this conspiracy of it didn't happen. We have done such a poor job passing this on to the next generation that people haven't heard of it. So when these deniers and this conspiratorial idea comes out, they're way more prone to believe that it didn't happen. That's terrifying. I think it's good, at least at our school, because not only do you get to learn about it like in history class, but we read Night by Elie Wiesel, who is a Holocaust survivor, our freshman year. And so we kind of get to see like a personal account of the Holocaust rather than just from like historical texts. So maybe like that's why and not all schools do that. Props to our school for uh, educating at least this segment of the population about the Holocaust and the horrors that happened during World War II. feel that more schools need to do that so we don't have so many people declaring that it was a hoax. Indeed. All right, what else you got, kid? This one's a little weird. Okay, so do you know about John Bonet? John Bonet Ramsey? Sure do. Okay, so I just learned about that whole story a couple years ago when I was watching like late night TV and I couldn't fall asleep. 
So when I saw her when I was doing the research for this conspiracy theory, I was like, oh, maybe they think that like she's not actually dead. So what people believe is that Katy Perry is actually a grown-up Jean Benet Ramsey. I saw this one as well. This was in like the list of the weirdest conspiracy theories. What do you think about that? I do not think this is accurate at all. And the evidence that they cited wasn't even that strong. They think Katy Perry's parents were are Jean Benet's parents acting like Katy Perry's parents. But like Jean Benet's parents got divorced and like the dad remarried. There's no way that those parents are Katy Perry's parents. That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Would they even be the right age? I don't think so. I would have to look this up, but as a child, I remember hearing about the JonBenet Ramsey thing, and I'm fairly confident Katy Perry is older than me. So I don't think that would even line up age-wise. Yeah, so I don't know. Don't really think that one has much credibility or even people that believe it. Oh, and that's the beauty of the weird ones is like one moment of research and you have a huge hole in your conspiracy theory. Yeah. But what's the fun in that? Why research it? It's just easier to believe and pass on. Why do any research? I do like some of the ones that say famous people aren't actually dead or that did die and you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, can I give you one of those? Yeah. All right. I'm sure you've heard of Tupac. Oh, yeah. Tupac, gangster rapper, producer, dancer, murdered at age 25 in a drive-by shooting. No one knows who did it still. Lots of theories that it was the notorious B.I.G., had him killed or somebody, but they never figured that out. But the prevailing conspiracy theory that continues to be passed to this day is that Tupac faked his own death, that he actually did not die in that shooting. And what is leading credence to this conspiracy theory is the CEO of his record label was with him at the time that he got shot, went with him to the hospital, and apparently left the hospital that night. Tupac was alive, communicating with him, and they were laughing and joking, and then all of a sudden Tupac quote-unquote died. So he's on record saying that he believes that Tupac is still alive somewhere, and they think he moved to Cuba and is just living out the rest of his life there. What? Why would someone fake their death? I mean, it's kind of appealing. If you don't like the fame that you've received and you just want to live a normal life, fall off the map, fake your own death. Isn't that why people become famous musicians and pop stars and things like that? Because they want to be famous? True. Some other weird things that people claim to support this theory that Tupac killed himself, or faked his own death, rather. His last album that he was working on, uh, which wasn't released until two months or so after his death, was called The Dawn Kill Illuminati, like Illuminati and the word kill in front of it, Kill Illuminati, colon, the seven-day theory. And right before he died, Tupac changed his rapping name to Machiavelli. Now, Machiavelli is the name also of an Italian philosopher from around the Renaissance who supposedly faked his own death to gain political things that he wanted to accomplish. Why did, why? What are the reasons that like he cited as to why he changed his name? Well, that's the thing. If you believe in the conspiracy, you think these are signs that Tupac left his fans. Little like, hey, this is what's up. Right. Which the normal person just thinks Tupac got shot. But if you see through all these things and you're like, oh man, Tupac was leaving me a message saying he was going to fake his own death and is alive in Cuba somewhere. Do you buy into this? I do not. Ah. Oh, also, just throwing this on here, the cover of this his last album, Tupac, or Machiavelli, his new name, is being crucified on the cross. And obviously, I mean, with Jesus' thing, he was crucified. Oh my gosh. Right, so this is why people are all hyped on this conspiracy, because it's 
it's a little freaky. But if you start doing research, Machiavelli was a real guy, real philosopher, but apparently there's really no substantial proof that he was known for faking his own death. So that kind of puts a hole in it there. Periodically through the years, people have thought Tupac was going to come back, like Jesus and like the cover of the album. Um, and they've had these dates where they think he was going to come back. July 7th, 2007, 777 supposedly was supposed to be significant. And he was going to come back, didn't come back, puts a hole in it there. They have a whole website of pictures of Tupac since he supposedly died. I and mean, a lot of people think that they're either photoshopped or just people that surprisingly look like Tupac. So I don't really believe it. There are some other weird things that go along with it. Apparently, a retired cop in 2015 claimed that Tupac paid him to help orchestrate the drive-by. And obviously, there are some crackpots out there that like to jump on bandwagons and say, yeah, I was part of that. Right. But there's just enough doubt in it that I don't believe it. But the things they have worked together with that last album, those are the kind of freaky things that interest me about conspiracy theories. Didn't he perform, well, not he himself, but they like did this weird holographic performance thing of him? Or was that somebody else? Yes, ma'am. Does any Anybody say that? That what if it wasn't all video magic, that it was actually him? I did not encounter that, but there you go. That could be another element of this. <laughs> also, he had enough back material that was not released, I guess, that he's apparently released four or five albums of this back material, quote unquote. And there are some people that are like, no, he's totally still alive. Like, this is not old material being released. Hmm. feel like I could get into this one. Definitely look it up. Your turn. Okay. How about that Courtney Love killed Kurt Cobain? Love it. I 112 billion million percent think that this is true. I will agree this is one of the more believable ones. Because there was you know, fingerprints on the gun that he supposedly shot himself with. You can go back and see where he was in the hospital and accidentally overdosed on pain medication. And his girlfriend Courtney was like, no, no, this was just his first attempt at suicide. But like... I don't believe it. I think she killed him. There were a lot of shady things around that. He was in Los Angeles when he was in the hospital for the drug overdose and apparently jumped on the bus back to Seattle to kill himself. That's kind of strange, I guess. Yeah, why wouldn't you just kill yourself? Like, why does it matter where you kill yourself if you're going to do it? Sure. And there was some interesting things reported about his positioning with trying to shoot himself um, that didn't line up, where you could claim that, hey, this looks more like a homicide than a suicide. Uh, apparently, there was some question about whether he, because he left a suicide note, whether he could even write it, given how much heroin was in his body. And frankly, Courtney Love is a sketchy character. I don't know what she looks like. I haven't gotten that far. I'm going to look that up. Yeah, she's uh, an interesting gal. And apparently they had some problems around that time. She is a musician. I don't think it was necessarily like a financial reason to have her husband killed. But out of their two projects, Kurt Cobain was definitely the more successful member of that marriage. She kind of looks like a strung out Drew Barrymore. Yes. I'm sure you're not the first person to say those words. <laughs> yeah, I was really big into Nirvana growing up. I, I got way deep into this conspiracy theory. Don't have enough proof to say it's authentic, but I, I'll stand by. That's the most believable one we've talked about so far. Yeah, there are just too many possibilities for me to just say, like, nope, that's not true. Totally agree. Hit me. Okay, another one. There since World War II has been a rather large conspiracy of whether Hitler actually killed himself. Mm. Have you heard of this? Yeah, 
That, like, there were escape tunnels and that he actually got away. Correct. That it was a body double that the Russians found because they supposedly burned the bodies. And Hitler, the real Hitler, supposedly escaped to South America where he lived out the rest of his life. And again, I don't necessarily buy it, but there's just enough doubt where it's conceivable. The Russians apparently wouldn't give the United States enough proof or information that they had in fact witnessed Hitler's dead body. So not enough proof there. They later on said that they had a fragment of Hitler's skull to prove that he was dead. They test it. It's a female skull. So that's out. And then a CIA document was released within the last few years of this guy who was a CIA informant from South America that supposedly interacted with Hitler. Apparently he was living with a dark-skinned woman to cover up the fact that he was Hitler. And they had a picture that looked like an old aged Hitler. Weird conspiracy. I don't know what there is to gain by proliferating this one, but it's an interesting thought that he was able to escape his fate and live out the rest of his life in sunny South America. Hmm. I feel like because of who he is as a person, I don't think he would lay that low. You know what I mean? No, I agree. Not enough definitive proof since there wasn't a body, but you can literally say that about everyone that dies, that you don't see the body. Like Michael Jackson or Elvis or Osama bin Laden or any of these people that are supposedly still alive. What about Avril Lavigne, who is supposedly dead, but everyone else thinks she's alive? I do not buy that. Do you buy that? I don't know. I don't think so. But there are, like, kind of some things that, like, hmm, maybe. Anyway, she hired this body double, basically, to confuse the paparazzi. And then in 2003, people claimed that Avril committed suicide and that the record label just chose to let this body double be the new Avril Lavigne. And so that's why the new music is all different than the old music. And some people go so far as to say, like, old Avril wouldn't even marry, like, the guy from Nickelback. Yeah, I get it. There are a lot of things that would lead someone to believe that. But, I mean, they say the same exact thing about Paul McCartney from the Beatles. Oh, yeah. I completely forgot about that one. Yeah, how he died in a car crash and they had a contest for a Paul McCartney lookalike. And the real Paul McCartney has been dead for years and years and years. Yeah. If you get into their music and you look at the cover of the Abbey Road album... And uh, they're all walking the same way except for Paul McCartney, who's barefoot and holding the cigarette that's supposed to represent that he's dead and that's their secret message. And then the next album, you start playing some stuff backwards and it sounds like Paul is dead. It's weird, but Paul McCartney, or who we think is Paul McCartney, is like, nope, <laughs> I'm still alive. Who knows? Hmm. Creepy stuff. A little bit. And the the beauty of a conspiracy theory is the good ones, I'll even throw the Avril Lavigne one in there, it's hard to prove. The ones that you cannot definitively prove are incorrect, those are the good ones. Because you don't know any better than the person that's giving the conspiracy theory to you. Yeah, so it makes you, like, think and wonder. And there's just this sense of, like, interest because you don't know. Definitely. This is where I start heading down a weird path of just what we perceive as reality. A lot of people think that the narrative that the government and the news and everything that we consume gives us 
is not the correct narrative. Um, and this almost like borders on the lizard people thing, um, just as far as like total control and we're all brainwashed and that type of thing. But if you think about that, literally, do we know what's happening in the world? We depend on the government to tell us what we know. We depend on what we read on the internet and the news and that type of thing. Who's to say any of that is accurate? Yeah. We put a lot of faith in these institutions. If you start thinking about that really hard, that gets super scary. Yeah. Some people even say that like those little airplane trail things are actually not just the vapors, that they're chemicals being sprayed on the population to control our minds even further. Yeah. A lot of people believe that. And the other mind control substance besides the chemtrails, people think that the fluoride that the uh, government and the municipalities put in the water dulls humans and makes them more susceptible to suggestion and that type of thing. So yeah, maybe we are being brainwashed and controlled. Hmm. Oh well, at least we're all in this together. Ah, I love the optimism. (laughs) I think I'm out of conspiracy theories. Oh, the faked moon landing one. Oh, that is a classic. What do you think? Honestly, do you think that we landed on the moon? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Bless you. We totally landed on the moon. Mythbusters busted that. And honestly, if Mythbusters busted it, then... It has to be true. You have to believe them. Yeah. It's one of those things, much like the Holocaust, that the farther we get away from it, when we stop having direct knowledge of something, the less likely it is to believe. I guess that makes sense. Which is really scary about everything else in the past. If we have half the population right now being like, the Holocaust didn't happen. What else in human history happened that no one like remembers or recognizes, you know? (gasps) Oh, like things we've already forgotten? Yeah. Oh, that's scary. I know. This gets into lost civilizations. There's like Atlantis that everyone talks about, but apparently there's all kinds of supposed civilizations that we just don't know anything about. It's some freaky stuff. Maybe Atlantis, we all just say is like, a myth now because we all don't know about it and 400 years ago people are like oh yeah atlantis no but it's a fair point if we are denying the moon landing and the holocaust and that was within the last hundred years think about thousands of years think of all the stuff that we just don't know all right we'll wrap this up another great creepy conversation on conspiracies in the state of the millennial generation do you have a song pick of the week my friend i think i'm gonna go with a song by modern baseball called your graduation just because i've really been like inching towards graduation and it's kind of scary i don't know i just like that song and it has the same word in there as graduation so yeah i'll give you props on that phenomenal song and don't be scared of graduation it's a positive thing my friend the world is a beautiful beautiful place despite all the conspiracies yeah i'm excited good My song, um, I was jamming out on Spotify. This song comes up called Thomas by a guy named Colin Leonard. And it's slow and folky and sad. I dig it. So I looked it up and it is a Christian artist. (laughs) That's funny. But I can relate to it. It's called Thomas. Uh, Obviously, if you know your Bible, Thomas doubted Jesus' return. Yeah, that's probably why I like it. But you should all check it out if you're feeling like you, you need some Jesus in your life. I was going to go with a folky song, Unlucky Skin by Shaky Graves. So I guess I went with both. Wow, I always do that. (laughs) I can never pick one. If you guys do end up making a playlist of all these song picks of the week, make sure to like send it to us or tag us in it or something so that we can see that. Yes, please send us the playlist if you make it. So we'll link to it. We'll share it. We're too lazy to do it. If someone's made one, send it our way. (laughs) That being said, if you have any questions for us, we do have an email. Uh, Hit us up at the number two millennials, the number one podcast at gmail.com. We'll take your questions. We'll take your playlists. We'll take whatever. 
All right, everyone. Thank you for checking us out for episode 12. This one was an absolute blast. I hope you enjoyed listening to it as much as we enjoyed making it. Have a fantastic week, everybody. We'll be seeing ya. Peace.